Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, welcome again to Let Go Lean In podcast. I am so excited to get to introduce you to Hillary Bennett, who is an incredible coach for mompreneurs. And we're going to learn a little bit about what she does. But in the meantime, Hillary, welcome to Let Go Lean In podcast. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here too, because I needed you as a person in front of me way back when I was in that season of either or. So as, as you listen to this podcast, I want you to just hear Hillary's heart for women and the binary choices we are often offered. Mm-hmm. So let me introduce you officially to who Hillary Bennett is. When she was a child, she knew what she wanted to do when she grew up. She wanted to follow in her father's footsteps and become a corporate manager. Not too many young girls have that as their goal. (laughs) And yet that was a site that she set for herself, which she achieved. And then once that dream job was landed, she was given the opportunity in 2015 to become a mom and was presented with, you can be either a corporate manager, or you can be a mom. If you are both, you have to give up time with your children to have your job, or you can be a stay-at-home mom. And not liking either of those choices, she wanted to find a third way. And today, she has developed her coaching practice. She has an MBA in business, emphasizing emotional intelligence and now works with mothers to develop their own businesses so they can be both a working professional and a mom available to her children. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to unpack some of Hillary's story and connect her to you in regard to leadership influence. So again, welcome, Hillary. I'm so glad you're here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that introduction. Well, it's only the truth. (laughs) We had the opportunity of having a conversation a couple of months ago and had such resonance about the roles that women are presented with. And I know that whoever is listening is going to be encouraged in their own walk of life and where they're at and inspired to take some new action perhaps. So the thing that 
to me, and I know we had resonance about this, is to hear the story that a woman comes to any conversation that we have as coaches. And so let's start there. In regard to leadership, do you have an early memory of yourself in a leadership role, taking leadership in any capacity? You know, I think that my mom would probably agree with this. And I am now, it's now coming full circle because my daughter does this. She just turned six. I think I probably started leading moments after birth with my first breath. It's just natural for me to organize and delegate and direct and share and be open. I've never been afraid, excuse me, of speaking my mind and of speaking up. I've never been afraid to, you know, bring together people. And I've always been that person that, you know, in the group project, I'm doling out the assignment. I'm checking in with people, you know, are you interested in this? Do you like this? Are you good at this or that? Okay, you get that section. I'll be the one to, you know, pull the paper together or something like that. And so I have so many memories of taking those leadership places. I think it's just a part of who I am. Um, And that really is a part of that story of like, what I wanted to do was to be in corporate management, like woohoo party. (laughs) I mean, I laugh every time I hear that about myself, but I think it's just because I naturally fit into that role and was told like, oh, you know, you are a leader. I was told that. Mm -hmm. And, and so I continued to cultivate that person throughout college, throughout my career, everything. I mean, at church, at home, even with like my husband, I, I, that's who I was. Um, and then when I had my first baby, who I was totally, totally changed. Mm. So I had, you know, you say like your earliest memory, all of my memories pre-baby are really around either being a leader or trying to become a better leader. I mean, even my job, I was coaching and developing leaders for the company. So everything was leadership. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of who I, who I was. And, and who you still are. There are parts of it that are definitely still there, but the beauty of the journey that I've been on over the last five years has been, I now have found the authentic me and what leadership means to me. And it is very different from the, box of leadership that I was striving for before babies. Ooh, could you say more about the difference? Because I think there's power in these words. Yeah, absolutely. So before I was trying to climb the corporate ladder, uh, taking on traditional leadership roles mm-hmm. and fluffing my resume with whatever extra leadership opportunities there would be so that when the opportunity presented itself, look at me, look at me, I'm the best candidate for this traditional leadership role. Mm-hmm. When I had my daughter and I realized um, that something something inside my mind was so confused because my ambition wasn't the same that it was before kids. And I thought, Hillary, what is wrong with you? You are a leader. You are the consummate professional. You're a go-getter. Like, why are you not 
as ambitious as you were before. And I beat myself up about it because I thought that's who I was. A leader is ambitious. A leader is motivated. And I, I lost some of that. Some of that now went into, I'm now a leader in my family, not just, you know, my husband and I co-leading in our marriage, but I'm now bringing up a child and not only a child, but a woman. So I am leading her in life. Um, and, and really that style for me is more of a servant leadership style. Mm. Um, really wanting to give of myself to her, to lead by example and to help her cultivate the beautiful, unique souls that she is. So that, that transition from, okay, this old me, this old type of leadership, it doesn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. I like to say, you know, I try, I, I think I probably still have a couple of pre-pregnancy genes in my closet. Like it doesn't matter whether you lose all the baby weight and, you know, you get back to whatever, which I'm not a huge fan of any of that conversation. However, your body just changes. Like you probably aren't fitting in those pre-pregnancy genes regardless. Well, I feel like our values, our personality, the expectations that we have of ourselves, the person that we were before kids, it's like pre-pregnancy genes. You just don't fit anymore. You've changed. Um, and my leadership changed. And, and where I really became aware of that is when I was back from maternity leave and we were doing team building and we did a core values assessment. I had done core, like led groups doing core values assessment. I had done them on my own. I had this incorrect assumption that core values are static, Ah. that you're born with them and that they grow with you and that that's just part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I realized in that moment when I went through the core values exercise and I compared them to my previous core values and I was like, oh, these are different. What happened to me? Who am I? Oh my gosh. Like had a quarter life crisis. It was a little past quarter life, but (laughs) I did have one of those like existential moments, like who am I and what am I doing here? (laughs) And so that was really kind of my indicator that, okay, you've changed. And so when I say like my leadership changed, I no longer cared as much about climbing the corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. I no longer cared quite as much about, um, the resume, builders and the accolades and the titles, I cared more about what impact am I making and how am I able to be there for my daughter and my husband? Mm. Um, And so it really shifted. That sentence, what impact am I making is I think crucial to what and how a woman embraces leadership Mm. in various seasons. Because all those resume builders, that's all external, isn't it? Yes. And what you found shifting was more of an internal awareness. Would it be appropriate to say an alignment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And the dissatisfaction or the unsatisfaction that I was feeling with my job as I was coming back to work and having my babies, it was because I was out of alignment. My Mm -hmm. core values shifted, but I was living in accordance with my old values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know that there is someone listening who's like, how did you get from there to here? (laughs) Because, because that journey was was shorter 
than all the time before. Mm-hmm. So having yeah. these going back to the office, trying mm-hmm. that out. I know you've spoken of that before, but could you say some about that once you recognized your values had shifted and whoa, I didn't know that was possible, but what to now from there to now, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I will say I'm still on the journey and I don't think that it will ever end. I don't think there's a specific destination. I think that what I found is that I want to constantly be living into my values, whatever they may be at the time. Mm. And I want to be true to myself. And so that's going to be a lifelong journey. Um, how I've gotten to where I am today from that moment of awareness was I dove headfirst into every self-help book on the shelf. You can imagine, I mean, every single one from secular to Christian, I mean, like everything in between, I was on a search for myself and it was, you know, we talked about, I wasn't satisfied with the, the binary options presented to me because I didn't want to be a stay at home mom. Mm. And this is going to sound like some people are going to be like, Oh, I can't believe she said that. I did not like spending all day with my kids. They drive me crazy. I <laughs> absence makes the heart grow fonder. I love them. I cherish my moments with them and I don't need to be with them every day. And that's not the, that is not what I do to be the best mom. Me being my best mom, it means I need some separation from my children. Um, and, and so, so yeah, like I wasn't satisfied. I didn't want to be a stay at home mom. (laughs) Like that wasn't part of it. Um, and so I had to find a way to live into my professional self without Mm -hmm. having to sacrifice everything. And so to me, and I had a couple of models, which were amazing. One of my dear friends um, from my corporate position, she left and started her own coaching business as well. And so she really allowed me to, to see what could be possible um, Mm -hmm. and to see someone take that leap. And so I'm so grateful for women that go before you that offer that opportunity to learn from. That is such a gift. Yes. And so the seed was planted in my mind that there was a third option. I was searching for it and, and God made it clear to me at specific moments. There was a moment in church when I was being prayerful about what do I do next? I'm so unhappy at work. And God said, I want you to lean into supporting moms. And I thought, okay, I'm a mom. What does a mom need? And that took me on a whole journey to try to figure out where is my place of impact to Mm -hmm. support these amazing moms, share their gifts with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has been like continual tweaking and pivoting and evolution to where I am now. And I expect fully that it will continue to tweak and change as I move forward. But mm-hmm. it, I took the time. I was intentional about saying, okay, I'm in search mode. I'm searching. I listened mm-hmm. to what my higher power had to say about it. Yeah. And I took action. And I cannot sit here and say that I confidently took action without any imposter syndrome and it worked perfectly every time. Actually, no, I was lacking confidence, but did it anyways. I tackled imposter syndrome as it came up and I screwed up a lot. In fact, my first business failed. Oh, so when you think like, okay, she says she's been on this journey for five years and look at her now she's, you know, she's made it quote unquote. 
I just want to make sure that I'm not sugarcoating the experience. Like it has been an incredible journey, but um, yeah, it's been hard, well worth it, but difficult. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that you recognize these really important elements searching because of this discontent, searching out, listening, and then taking action. And part of that action is addressing feeling like an imposter in mm-hmm. into something new. It's like, who's going to listen to me? I don't have street cred or whatever it is. Yeah. You kept leaning in. And I, I will tell you from where I sit, the best leaders are the ones who are willing to share when they did not have success. Mm-hmm. Because what happens from that? You, you have binary choices, most like quit mm-hmm. or get up again mm-hmm. or exactly recognize that this is part of the journey too. The getting up is not just getting up. It's like you have to remind yourself, hey, I, this is important. I know I'm supposed to be taking these action steps. So I've got to keep moving toward being able to get all the way up and back into the game. What, if you, if you don't mind unpacking this and please, anything is like, yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it. 100% permission because these are, you know, off, off script questions. And I know that can take us into the weeds sometimes, but when you failed and please, Mm -hmm. those of you that can't see my hands. I'm using air quotes. Yes, we certainly are. Cause I don't think failure is defined appropriately. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. So would you unpack that a little bit and, and just kind of um, help us understand how you were able to then pivot yeah. and, and keep moving yeah. forward? So in my last position in corporate America, I was running a a talent acquisition program to bring stay-at-home moms that had STEM backgrounds back into the workforce. Wow. It was awesome. And, you know, God was telling me support moms. And now I got to keep this cushy, lucrative job and support moms. So I'm like, great. I don't have to figure this out anymore. And I mean, obviously you all are not like, well, obviously she did. Cause here I am. Um, <laughs> Something else. But I still had that feeling of discontent. And so I was still working on, okay, I want to do something for myself. Coaching was a part of, of just my skill set and what I was doing. And so I knew that I wanted to be a coach. I got my certification through International Coach Federation. And I thought, okay, I am very unique in the fact that I understand what it takes to go from stay-at-home mom to back into a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And some of the women that I hired into this program had been out of work, out of traditional getting a paycheck work for over 20 years. So picture this, the last time that they were at work, they didn't have their own computer. The group had a computer. They didn't use email. I mean, like it's, it boggles one's mind when you think about 20 to 25 years ago, the workplace looked drastically different. Yeah. And, and I understood what it took for them to come back successfully. And so I thought that's what it is. I am going to coach women in figuring out what they want to do next and helping them get there. And everyone I said, they're like, that's such a great idea. We need that so much. I needed you when I was, you know, doing that myself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. I said, right. 
I worked on that for eight months and got not one client, not a single client. I even ended up leaving my full-time corporate job completely. So quitting to focus 100% on this. I thought, okay, the reason why this isn't working is because my focus is split in too many directions. I know that I need to leave. I'm going to leave, focus on this hundred percent. Still didn't get a client. Then COVID happened and I used COVID as a reason to step back and focus on my family. And I think that's fair, but I also used it as an excuse. You know, it was like, this is a really justifiable excuse uh, to bury my head in the sand about what was going on in my business. And um, it got to the point in June where I needed to start picking back up again. And I got a job offer and I thought, oh, great. I can do this and be told what to do and have security and stability and all that. And I don't have to do that entrepreneurship thing anymore. Um, And I got in and I worked my tail off and then I got fired one week after I started because they felt like I was too focused on my family. Interesting. So I, like I said, I was that leader. I was the overachiever. I'm the 4.0 crazy type A monster. Getting fired was never supposed to be a part of my biography. Like that is not me. And I got fired. And that night I was sitting with my husband and I'm thinking, okay, like we are at a crossroads right now. I can either a go find a corporate job. That's like not a startup, but a good steady traditional, like what I had before. Right. Or I can go truly go all in on myself. And I realized in that moment that I hadn't gone all in when I was, when I was working towards setting up my coaching business to help moms return to work. I didn't, I didn't go all in. I wasn't hundred percent committed. I was playing small. Mm. So this kind of rock bottom moment brought up this realization that you are going to have to pick it up mama, because you were playing small. You were hiding from the truth. Um, that night. And with my husband's encouragement, we decided I was going to give it another try. And the next morning I changed so much about my life. I started a morning routine that I have done almost every single day since that day. Um, I have cultivated, I've created a, uh, a checklist called my day planner. It's called my day planner. That's nothing unique or exciting. I call it my day planner. Um, and it helps me amp up my productivity in authentic way, not a toxic way. Toxic productivity is a thing. Watch out for it. Um, and within, I think 45 days, I landed a client. I also pivoted for away from helping stay at home moms go back to the workforce because it was COVID, right? Like right. read the writing on the wall. If moms are staying at home, they're not going anywhere because we are in desperate need of that parent running the ship at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I pivoted and I said, I still want to help moms, but you know, what do I really want to help them do? And again, I think it was divinely given to me, help other moms share their gifts with the world and help them grow their business. Mm. And you mentioned before, it's that journey of picking yourself up sometimes that's so valuable. Literally, I coach other people to do what I had to do. I sell my planner, right? Like I sell the process of how I figured out my morning routine. It worked so well for me. And so now I sell it and I teach it and I coach it. Um, and so that exact process of picking myself up is now a huge base for what I do with my clients. And as of today, 
Um, last month I had my highest grossing month in revenue. I'm on track to do that again this month. I shortened my work week to three days a week. Y'all I get Mondays and Fridays off. I've gifted that to myself and it wouldn't have happened had I not had that terrible <laughs> business failure, getting fired. Like that wasn't supposed to be part of my story. And yet it, it helped me get to where I am today. Mm. Boy, Hillary, that is so powerful to, to hear that, that defining, whoa, wait a minute, and recognize, to be able to recognize you were not all in, mm -hmm. had been playing, but not taking it seriously. This is, this is uh, not magic that all of these things have happened, but I, I really heard you say, you know, I feel it was divine inspiration and, mm -hmm. and we can really gloss over our life experiences, how we're wired, the inciting incidences and, and not see that this is, this is a trajectory that you've been invited to participate yes. in, right? Yes, absolutely. So, because I could have gone and gotten a, another job and we would have been fine. It's not like there was only one option. Right. Um, yeah. And so we are invited into options and all of those options could be blessed, yeah. but you know, it, it's the idea that I had to learn like, okay, choose your option and then go for it with gusto. Right. Mm -hmm. With gusto all in. Mm-hmm. That I think is is something that it's it's hard to pay attention to have that awareness and to get honest. Oh yeah. Well, I wasn't getting honest with myself. And you guys, I was a coach then. It's not like I became a coach after. <laughs> I was a coach then. I was helping people become aware of themselves. And I was sitting there and I, my head was so in the sand. It wasn't until I got smacked down by getting fired that I was like, okay, time to get honest. Yep. It is hard. It is not easy to be honest about things like that. Mm -mm, no. And, and then to take action because mm -hmm. with that honesty comes, you know, the, the, all right. So these are things that need to change. Yeah. And then I have to take action. And the fact that you created something that helped you move through that and now are able to offer it to other people in a way that can help them because mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a plan that works right so you make the plan you got to work the plan right yes so one of the things that i love in in getting to hear the story of you know early leadership experience but then also you know how has that played into where you are today then my, my next question, big question is what tool or tools, and, and it could be that you say your planner, it could be, you know, completely off our discussion thus far, but what do you use to help you structure, mm -hmm. live out your, your plan? Yeah. What, what's your tool or tools? So um, I think it just makes sense to share a little bit about this package that I've created. I'm right now calling it rut to revenue, but I'm thinking I'm changing the name of it. So if you're listening to this podcast in a few months from now, which we often do, yeah. um, note that the name may change. So, um, <laughs> but what this is, is it's, a, an online self-paced training. There are five different modules and it's 
every single tool that I used to pull myself up and get my business on track. And so that's why it goes from rut to revenue, because that day that I got fired, I mean, really from the moment that COVID started until that firing. So I think there was, I don't know, eight to 10 weeks uh, spanning. I was in a huge rut, huge. Mm -hmm. So I call it from rut to revenue because this is how I got out of that rut and made my first dollar in my business. Um, It's five different modules. I have something called dreamscaping, and this is where you can get really honest and become aware of what you want. Mm -hmm. So this is a leadership podcast. And I have to say this whole journey that I've been on has been one that how do I become a leader of myself? Yes. And that is like, when you ask, okay, well, what do you mean that like your leadership has changed? That is the biggest piece of how it's changed. I'm now a leader of me. And a big part of that was like, okay, what do I actually want in life? Like, what the heck am I working for in 40 years? Where do I want to be? What if I had a magic wand, what would I be doing? And, and I find that, you know, we're always told like spend within your means. I think that we're also taught to dream within our means. Right. And And so they're not boundaried. No, they are not. And so I really had to challenge myself. And through this exercise, I challenge others in dreaming authentically. And so that means if you say, oh, that'll never happen. I can't do that because, you know, no one else has done this before. Those comments are not allowed in dreamscaping. (laughs) So we let that go and we really get real about what we want in life. That's the, that's the first step. And that's huge. Um, Also core values. I mean, hello, that's what sparked this whole journey. I talk about goal setting and goal setting in a way that makes it actionable. And, you know, it's not smart goals. It's not all the stuff you've all heard before. I work on a 90 day goal um, process and I share that and, and give you a template to write out your own goals. I give a mini ritual how to. This is how I created my morning routine. Um, it is customized just for you. It's amazing. I'm right now cultivating my own nighttime routine. And it is something I need so much. So I'm excited to do that. Um, And then I have my accountability or my day planner. So that is the tool that I use each and every day to be clear about what I want and intentional and get stuff done and get the right stuff done. Because when I was playing small before, I wasn't getting the right stuff done. I was getting, I was busy, not productive. There's a difference. Well, and that's what you were referring to about toxic productivity. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, they, they are definitely connected. They're slightly different, but, but my day planner helps you find that authentic productivity that is actually going to result in movement forward. Um, and then we talk about time blocking. So how can you manage your, what are the different ways you can manage your schedule? So it doesn't manage you, which for moms, which of course is kind of my target audience. Like it's a whole thing, right? Between school drop-off and pickup and extracurricular activities and then business and da, 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 da. I mean, we have to, we have to be mindful of our schedule. So it sounds like a lot. It is a lot, um, but it's not that expensive. And so I just love to give that to people as a way to help them. Yeah. Put some of that structure in place, give themselves a little oomph and get out of that rut. And if it's, even if you're not trying to make money on your own, like an entrepreneur is rut to wherever it is that you want to go next. I mean, it should be rut to insert destination here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and revenue 
you know, we typically align that with money, mm-hmm. but revenue can be in the the actions that are in our venue, right? Oh, because if we, if we take that just word the tip part, of the iceberg, what are we seeing? What are yeah. how are we living? And and so that idea of leading yourself well mm-hmm. is is crucial. In, in my understanding of leadership and my leadership studies, you know, that's what my business degree in is organizational leadership mm-hmm. and looking at different styles of leadership. Transformational leadership is a style and it is about learning to lead yourself well so mm-hmm. that you can equip and empower those you lead. Yes. You do the same. Yes. And become the best that they can be in in whatever aspect of life. And so whether somebody is doing this as an entrepreneur or simply to be a better person, let's oh, absolutely. Say, a better person. Yeah. There's value in in your course. I love it. And and the fact that you were living the coach approach in, yeah. in designing all of this is awesome because yeah. all of those tools are things that we as coaches mm-hmm. can help people with. But you've put it together and packaged it in a way that, you know, you've got these five modules and you can work through this and it's yes. self-paced. And, and so what, what is your hope for people as they go through this course, mm-hmm. this set of tools, because you're equipping them with more than one tool. This oh, is absolutely. Tools. Yes. My hope is that they get in touch with what they truly want mm. and that they feel empowered to make it happen. That is what I want. And so when I say I help moms share their gifts with the world, that's what I'm talking about. I want you to get in touch with who you are and what you want and then feel empowered to like, go get it. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It, it feels inspiring and, Mm. you know, to, to be inspired is to have that breath of new life. And, and that's, Yeah, I I can just see. And that's what this course was for me. It was a breath of new life and it has taken my life, my family in a completely different direction. I'm just so grateful. Mm, I love that. And so in this season that you're in right now and, and offering this to, to other women, I wonder if, and, and this may be a two-part question, but I love to find out each woman's definition of what it means to thrive. Mm-hmm. My second part is how is it different now than it might've been when you were in your externally driven corporate yeah. mindset? You know, I can't say that I feel like I figured it all out. Um, but to me, thriving means that I have intentionally decided how I want to spend my time. And I'm doing that. Mm. I'm not reacting. I'm not at the mercy of someone else or someone else's expectations or ideas, but that I have decided this is how I'm going to spend my time. And, um, 
I'm not saying that it's going to be completely balanced. I don't think it really can be. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be happy all the time because I won't be. But I think making that intentional choice to say, I'm choosing to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and not have my kids home with me. That's an intentional choice I'm making, and I'm going to live into that. And so that's kind of what thriving is to me, is making that, making those choices intentionally. Mm. Um, And then, of course, we always have to kind of tweak and pivot as things come up. But um, that, so that's one piece. And then the second piece, and this is one of the most important pieces, I'm going to speak to your coach heart right now, Lisa. Oh, yeah, I want to hear it. (sighs) Work at being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So you've made this intentional choice to do whatever it is. Be there. Let your mind and your heart be there. You know, I say, I need to be present with my kids so that when I'm at work, I'm not so distracted about my kids and vice versa. I need to be present at work so that when I'm with my kids, I can focus on them. It's something that is true across everything for all people. I truly believe. Uh So it's that intentionality and then being present in kind of that structure that I've created for myself. And that's, that is how I think I thrive. I love that, that, that emphasis on, intentional choices paired with stay present, Mm -hmm. be present and stay present. We, we don't even often recognize when, when we drift, right? But the, the kind way to pay compassionate attention is when we recognize, oh, I'm not, we just come back. Right. And, and re-engage because our minds are going to, to drift. Oh, yes. And so it is a practice. And I love that you <laughs> it definitely that. is. <laughs> you don't have it all figured out. No, we're supposed to. I mean, when when anybody sees the two of us, they can tell I've been around the planet a few <laughs> times than you have. And I still haven't figured it all out. I, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going to go buy this course because oh I am in a rut and I need to recognize some things and and get clear and take some good action steps so the the beautiful thing about learning to lead yourself well is learning has is a process yes you're not done no i don't think ever to your point never will we be done no no because we need to pivot and and reiterate mm-hmm. things circumstances outside of us. Uh, we just have been in a global pandemic. We have to pivot. Yes. We have to learn how to adapt and grow and, and lean into what is being, what is invitation and what, what is the invitation and what we're, you know, being called toward. Yeah. The fact that you paid attention and, you know, have taken those action steps and are presenting it in a way that other people can embrace that too is such a gift and a way to empower moms. I certainly hope so. And thank you for those kind words. You know, in this moment right now, I'm feeling it being pressed upon my heart to share something that's a little bit, not off topic, but a little bit. Um, And that is, you know, my journey was a journey of another self-discovery and self-love. I had to learn who the new me was after becoming a mommy. And I think that happens 
we need to do that every so often. Seasons change, we go through different things, life happens, and, and we really morph as people. It's beautiful, but we have to take the time to get to know ourselves. Yeah. This is something I heard recently, and it was, how can you love something you don't know? Mm. And it really took me back, and I was like, that is it. That's why we all deserve to take time to get to know ourselves because I think most people would agree it's better if you love yourself. Um, let's try to work on that. But how do you love something you don't know? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that's a little bit of a tangent, but I just felt like, oh, say this out loud. <laughs> you did. And it's not a tangent at all. Because if as a listener and you and I looking at one another, if we are following Jesus, he told us, love God love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And we often drop that off and yes. just say, love God, love others. No, there's that as you love yourself, as and if you, love you don't yourself. love yourself, how can you truly love God and others? Mm -hmm. And, and we have to redeem that and recognize getting to know ourselves is not a waste of time. It is no. not selfish. It is not, out of alignment with faith. It is 100% in alignment with faith mm -hmm. so that we can be fully who God intended us to be. And, yes. and we're not going to be able to hold that all at once. <laughs> we have to grow into it, right? Yeah, exactly. So to your point of, of circling back periodically and, and getting to know yourself in a new season and mm -hmm. recognizing, hey, this, these are how my values are now. And, and that's shifted. Interesting. What is that telling me about myself and what can I do with that? And that's what growing is. I, I don't, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Christine Kane as a writer and a speaker, but she has a quote that I just love living things grow, growing things change. Mm, I love that. Isn't that fabulous? I'm writing it down. Yeah, it's worth hanging on to because we ought to be growing and changing if we're living. And if mm -hmm. we're not growing and changing, what is that saying about us? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, as coaches, this is this is our playground. You know, we want to mm -hmm. help people see it's okay to grow and change and and let go of things and lean in toward what is ahead and next to you in this present moment. So yes. Yes. Hillary, what a delight. I am so grateful that you made time on your workday to take this time to, to have this conversation. I really am thankful for, for you and for what you're offering into the world. And those of you that are listening, I, I really want you to hop over to the show notes page for Let Go Lean In Podcast because you'll have all the ways to connect with Hillary and to see um, how to take advantage of the Rut to Revenue program because it sounds like it's worth it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and I would love to, I will make sure to give you a coupon code so that your listeners can get a discount on it because, because I want to, and I'm the boss. So I get to make that decision. <laughs> 
love it. You don't have to ask permission. You no. can make that decision. Well, that is very generous. And I know that there will be at least one woman who will take advantage of that opportunity. And, and again, that's such a delight. And thank you again for being with us here on Let Go Lean In podcast today, Hillary Bennett. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thanks so much for taking time to be with me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please head over to iTunes and like, subscribe, and leave a review. I know this sounds like a shameless plug, but honestly, your actions on iTunes are the best way other leaders like yourself will find this podcast. I really appreciate it. I would also love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Let me know what you learned or what you'd like to learn next. I'd like to invite you to go to letgoleaninpodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter there. Where it says learn more, you can sign up to get a monthly newsletter that I share just the information from each of the episodes that you might not have had the opportunity to go back and check out the show notes. There'll be the highlights, the links, and other pieces of information that are pertinent to the podcast, as well as go over to Instagram and follow Let Go Lean In podcast over there, because I am starting to use that more frequently as a way to help you as a leader get to see some encouraging graphics and have a few posts each week to encourage you in your leadership. So again, Thank you for going over to uh, Apple Podcasts and liking and subscribing and reviewing this podcast, as well as signing up for the once a month at the end of the month resource recap newsletter for Let Go Lean In Podcast. See you next time.